Hey everybody, welcome to the Suicide Tribe Podcast. It's your boy Salvia the Mint. And of course, before we start this episode, I have to let you guys know that, uh, put a little disclaimer on here, that there will be some controversial topics. And um, I guess due to sponsors and future sponsors, you know, this is my little, my little fine print that I'm putting in the front with no cuss words. So, um... Yeah, guys, this uh, it's February, so you already know what we're about to get into. Uh, simply entertainment purposes. I guess if we didn't know that it was, this was entertainment only, um, I guess let it be known now that it's simply entertainment. All right, come on, guys. Let's get in the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get into episode number 58. I believe it's 57 or 58. I don't remember, but 58, I think. Let's go. Let's go, bitch. back it is february motherfuckers um i don't know it is february 2021 everybody and we are hopefully still alive a lot of us didn't make it to 2021 or but you know what those of you that did that it means you did something right so kudos to you guys um Real quick, guys, we are going into February of the new year, and uh, I mean, we got a new president, and we've got a female vice president. I mean, shit, you know, what can go crazy? Like it, and my, mind you, mind you, I believe she she can she considers herself black. So, I guess she she turns, you know, and there's a reason why I'm pointing this out. Uh, Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. I don't know how to say her name, but I will say this. Um, I like some of her ideas. They they differ a little bit from Biden, but, you know, I'm not here to bash her. I'm not here to say anything about it, but, hey, man, it's a woman. You know, if, if Biden doesn't make it, the idea that we will have a first woman president is, is kind of exciting. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I'm— you know, like there were times where I was like, man, I wish I was alive for World War Two or, you know, so I could just be in that time. There's so much about World War Two that I love. I mean, you can ask my wife. She can't even get me off the fucking games from like Airborne to uh, fucking World War Two Call of Duty to uh, I mean, that, I believe World War Two. I think World War Two needed more uh, more awards than it really got. But that's because. I, I view myself as a Zussman character, just I'm not Jewish. Anyways, um, so yeah, man, you know, it's it's cool to be alive during this time. And uh, you know what, something's weird. I don't have a drink. I need a, you know what, it is, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to start drinking Monster. Um, my wife is kind of mad because I brought all my, like, Normally, I can try to bring all my shit into the other room and set up and all that. 
But today I just happened to have the like the noisiest house shoes on. They had like dirt from wherever the fuck it picked up dirt. You know what? I did take them outside. And there's gravel on. Well, I guess that's on me then. It, and then, you know, I just couldn't have, I couldn't catch my fucking balance. So I was just stumbling all over the fucking room. And then just to make matters worse, put salt in the fucking wound. I already knew she was awake, but she was trying to go back to sleep because she's giving me the benefit of the doubt that I'm not just fucking around or doing something. Um, I, I lose my balance. I lean over like to catch my fall onto the bed and I land on her fucking foot. Like my hand, uh, you know, like the, if you feel right where your elbow is, that is that a, it's not a femur or a tibula. I don't know what the fuck the bone is called, but it's right there by your, if you were to hit somebody with your elbow, you want to hit them right there with this little ball bone. Well, that, that right there fell on my, uh, landed on my wife's like foot across all her fucking toes and just fucked my morning up. I mean, fucked it up to the point where she's like, I'm leaving. Because where are you going? Shopping. Bitch, it's seven o'clock in the fucking morning. What's open? Starbucks? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> Whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess it's too late for that, huh? <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Black History Month, guys. It's February. All you racist people that listen to my show, you better fuck off. No, I'm playing. Um, so, yeah, the dis- I had to go ahead and put that disclaimer in because shit will get sensitive. I'm going to speak my mind, and like I always do, and a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it, and a lot of people can't handle it. And so that's why you're not supposed to listen to this show. However, if you have an open mind and you'd like to laugh at different viewpoints, then, of course, this show is for you. Uh, you know what I love about sponsor money? Uh, okay, so a, a good maybe a good quarter goes to your production crew, and that's me. Then the, the podcaster themselves, that's me. And then the, the written material, which I really don't write material. You know what I do for writing, guys? I don't know if you guys do this in your podcasts or whatnot. But like like on a piece of paper I've got over there, I wrote Black History Month. And there's a lot of shit that I can say on Black History Month. Just those three words, I can make a, a lot of shit. You know, like I don't really write a script you could put like McDonald's or, you know, hamburgers, and I'm probably going to riff like a motherfucker off of hamburgers and, I don't know, child sex traffic meat that probably goes into McDonald's. Oh, man. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm starting to think that that was purely comical. Have, have y'all heard about that where the, the Jewish rabbi or whatever his name is? He's talking about grinding up kids' uh, meat, like the children that go missing that you see them all over Walmarts. All those kids are for, like, Passover, and so they, they use a blood sacrifice, and then McDonald's is supposedly buying the leftover meat and just blending it in with their beef. And, you know, though, it always did surprise me how McDonald's always got those... um. Like, their meat looks so flimsy, and it's like, yo, my burgers never came out like that. 
and then they 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 just taste. Oh, what if I'm eating human meat? I'm gonna play this shit for you guys. Give me a minute, and I'm gonna find it for y'all, and let's go. I want y'all to hear this. All right, all right. Um, so to be honest, guys, I have a uh, good thing I asked. I was about to lose this entire fucking episode. I have been asked not to uh, not to play any of that recording. So long story short, there's a rabbi who's talking about missing children that go yeah like i said like i was telling you they end up going uh they end up in your mcdonald's burgers and um you know somebody was were like you know why don't you tell all of your listeners to you know look at the show the cartoon bob's burgers and look into what he's really selling so um give me a second and i'm gonna go check that out but real quick, uh, what you can find on YouTube is this, this video where the McDonald's executive apologizes over foreign objects, including, get ready, a human tooth. A human tooth found in the fucking food, man. A human tooth. That, oh, man. So this was, uh, let's see. I'm going to give you a little headline here. Officials in Japan bowed deeply on Wednesday to apologize for a human tooth, uh, plastic pieces, and other objects found in the burger chain's food. In the recent cases, cases, a child's mouth was injured by a piece of plastic in an ice cream sundae. Jesus fucking Christ. Damn, the fragment had fallen into the dispenser while being assembled. Yeah, fucking right. While being assembled? So, how many fucking ice creams got spit like spit out before that shit made it to the bottom get the fuck out of here your ice cream machine is always fucking broken anyways um in another case a customer who bought a big mac set in august last year found a tooth in the fries in the fucking fries in the fries guys are you kidding me Oh, all right, all right. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm trying not to. I have goosebumps all over my fucking arms right now. I can't believe what I'm fucking reading. Um, and this is supposed to be Black History Month. I don't know how the fuck I got over here. Anyways, it uh, still investigating how the tooth and plastic got into the food. No fucking shit. You mean you're still covering it up? Um. He acknowledged there were other cases, including metal in a pancake and plastic in a McMuffin, but declined to give a tally of the incidents. He said it was possible that outsiders had planted the, f the tooth and other items. Bitch. I get it, though. The lawyers, man, the attorneys, they're high-dollar attorneys, so they're going to use everything they got. Uh, plastic were found in the chicken nuggets, you know, delivered from a plant in Thailand. One was blue, so it could have fallen in. A blue tooth? Mm -hmm. Could have fallen in production, but... Uh, anyways, McDonald's is popular in Japan, and it runs more than, like, 3,000 fucking re restaurants. So, there you go, guys. I mean, you don't have to believe me and what I'm saying about it, but... Fuck. That is... That's intense. That's intense to... to it, it, I don't know what to fucking say about it. I mean, I think we're going to... Um, I think we're going to go ahead and just skip this. I don't want to get taken down for that. But I will say, everybody, 
who listens to this, look that up. Your your favorite McDonald's, you know, billions and billions tortured, killed. Damn. So I know that rabbis, you know, they're notorious for um, their Passover uh, rituals. They, I believe they sacrifice children, either drink their blood or eat some of the Oh, that's so fucking sick. I'm not, oh man, I guarantee you motherfuckers, if any of you, if any of you, I don't care how many it was, if it was just one person that snatched a hair off of one of my child's head, I'm taking your whole family out and they're all going to watch it. I will fuck your mom in their fucking ear or some shit. I don't know how that's going to work, but you know what? I will damn near try so you can say, you know what? I attempted to fuck your mama in her ear. And then she'll look at me in horror and I'll say, that's where the missing tooth went. (laughs) There it is. We found a source. But no, man, on the cool, man, I don't play. I I think that people should, uh, and and the the original, uh, people should stand up. But the original content that I was talking about, it had an angry Ronald McDonald's face on there. That video has been taken off of YouTube. It's been scoured. I, I tried to Google it. The only thing I can find is a thumbnail. However, that's all they could save from it. It had The whole interview has been uh, taken down. And let me tell you what it is. Let me tell you guys. So the, the rabbi was basically mocking people because he's like, you know, the reason why I'm telling you this now and I have no problem telling you about what we do to these children is because you're not going to believe me. You're going to continue to eat your burgers and you're going to continue to do what we tell you. He goes, Rabbis, the Jewish Jews run the world. He goes, Nobody knows that yet. And it'll be many, many years after I'm gone before you ever figure that out. So I can tell you the truth to your face and you're not going to believe it. So with that, let me also tell you some truth <laughs> that you're not going to believe. Let's get into Black History Month, everybody. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. What the fuck do you mean George Washington Carver did not invent peanut butter? What? Man. Hey, but you know what? He made shaving cream out of peanuts. But he didn't make peanut butter. No. No. How? You mean to tell me the school that I went to? told me that George Washington Carver invented peanut butter and I had to take a test and now it's not true is could it be that history is changing what the fuck man I really uh, you know what I love peanut butter guys I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I've loved them as a child what the fuck was that who knows uh paranormal shit <sighs> Something doesn't want me talking about Black History Month here, but you know what? Here we are, Black History Month. This is <laughs> this is with no doubt the one month where your black community will pride itself on black excellence. All right. However, the rest of the year, you know, they shit on each other. The black community will shit on each other. Whether you're trying to be a rapper. Whether you're trying to just be a clothing designer. Whether you're trying to just do something that ain't just nothing. You get shitted on. Everyone be like, man, nah, you suck. You trash. You ain't gonna make it. You know what I mean? I guess if you're trying to do that shit during February, you'd be like, yeah. 
power to the kings or some shit. Anyway, I'm just I'm just fooling. But look, man, every I, I see this a lot on uh this is just coming off of my testimony. I, I see this on on social media a lot. I mean all over the fucking place. You can you you spot these motherfuckers uh on social media. And y'all know where I'm going on this. It's open season year round on white folks. Where it, it it's almost like their daily recreation time is spent finding articles that demean or, you know, shit on white people and they end up putting the comments like, yo, white people come, or come get whites, come get your people or something like that. And it's, you know, it, if you expect shop owners not to expect every black dude to come in and steal, then how come we can't expect every white dude not to be General Lee? You know, running the South. I'm not a fucking racist. I'll tell you that from the fucking get-go. Uh, I I do believe some stereotypes. Because some stereotypes prove themselves to be true. You know, the the whole... First off, guys, I don't see why anybody should ever get offended about chicken and beer. Okay? No, mind you, fried chicken and beer. Baby. Boy. I... Love fried chicken and beer. Like, I remember the last time I was in KFC, I got the family pack for like 30 bucks. And I just started eating that bitch all by myself. Like, I mean, I got the mashed potatoes, like the the spoon, the spork is just dipped right up in that bitch. Like, I wasn't taking this shit home to nobody. That bitch is mine. That 25 piece, or what is it, 24 piece? Something like that. Mmm. I ate that shit, and then all the pe- all the employees are just literally just staring at me like, "This motherfucker really likes chicken, bitch." Do you know? Have you tried this shit? <laughs> have you tried this shit? It's fucking good. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm getting too hyped up on chicken, man. Let me tell you, bro. Them stereotypes ain't. You know what though? Let me let me bring you in on some Mexican stereotypes. Um. You'll see a lot of Mexicans uh, drinking this Bucanans, but everybody in the Mexican culture will call it Bucanan. You know, they just add like a, like a, you know, they do that to a lot of, uh, like vapor rub. They call it Vapuru. Like, no, no, you can't just flix the, you know, the pronunciation and expect it to be a new, a new Spanish word, bitch. That's vapor rub. Anyways, um, but let me tell you about this though. Vapor rub does sell off a lot of shit. I think I remember my wife put that shit on my feet, and then she put some socks on my feet, and it turned out to, uh, it turned out to really help. I think I was starting to get a cold or something. She put it on my feet, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go ahead and, oh, oh, oh," and it kind of worked. But then I had the hiccups, and it was like the nonstop fucking hiccups, right? And so. My wife was like, okay, you have to drink, you have to drink from a cup backwards. And I was like, mind you, I had already tried to hold my breath. I tried to get scared, but nothing happens. Then my wife was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, nah, not surprised. You know, nothing could really scare me. So she was like, all right, here's a coffee cup. Now, instead of drinking from this side, I did not know what she meant by drink the cup backwards. 
I didn't know what that fucking meant. So normally when you hold a coffee cup up to your lips, you're drinking from the side of the cup that facing your lips or your mouth, your whole body. But if you bypass that to where it's basically your chin just sticking in, you know, to try to put it on the other side and your chin is like sticking into the cup and you just go f- tilt it forward to try to get you a sip. Um, you end up like crouching down, you know, trying not to spill the water. You end up crouching over, and I believe that that does something to your diaphragm that helps it to relax because it fucking works. It fucking works. I was blown away. I was like, what kind of brujeria magic shit is this that I can drink from another cup and it cures my hiccups? Like, why is this not bottled? (laughs) Uh, But anyways... But yeah, man, black stereotypes, they're not all for real. They're not all real, man. Uh, Not every black dude is a drug dealer. I will say that. Um, I know a lot of black dudes that don't fuck with drugs. In fact, they're more like, they're in the cars. I think the black black dudes that I know, they're cool as fuck. But, I mean, they're like cars. They don't smoke weed. Some of them don't even eat meat. Uh, You know, it's just... You know what I mean? Like, you you really can't... It's 2021. Like, you really can't put stereotypes on people nowadays. Um, Real quick, man. I know I haven't done it just yet in this episode. But shout out to every single African-American inventor. You guys have no idea. From the traffic lights to... I, I thought it was the peanut butter. To I mean, you know what, though? I thought George Washington Carver was like... The, the man with the peanut butter. But instead, he found other ways to, like, you know, preserve your soil and crops and shit like that. I mean, dude, it takes somebody who knows what they're doing. He's a scientist. That's cool, man. You know what I mean? Scientists, they come in every color. Look, when you go to the doctor, I already know where I'm going with this. When you go to a doctor, do you... Nine times out of ten, your doctor that comes in, like, first person that comes in is a nurse to just be like, oh, here's the boo-boo doo-doo ass questions. Let me take your blood pressure. Then the person that comes in, the real big honcho, he's either Asian or Middle Eastern. Prove me the fuck where I'm wrong. Try to prove I'm wrong. Well, at least that's what I always experience. All of my uh, private doctors were... Of, they weren't white except for recently. Here over now that I've moved uh, closer with my wife, I have a white woman who, which it was fucking crazy. I had a question about my dick, and uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna lower this. I I don't want her to notice. So check this out. This chick, she's not ugly, right? Like she's slender body. She's very um professional. Okay, she couldn't, but. I did remind, you know, as I'm dropping my pants, I'm like, you know, on a total another scale, this situation would be the bombest thing ever. Awesome to a man's life, but uh, I'm not feeling it right now. She kind of chuckled because she's like, normally, you know, two two girls in one room and then the dude dropping his pants. Let's go, right? Um, So my wife was like watching and then she had to like literally hold my penis in her hands. And check it out. They're like, nope, that's normal. You know, like, 
Because I don't know if it's like the way that my pants rub or something. It's just like, I thought it was like a bruise or something. It was weird. Anyways, um, maybe I jacked off too hard. Who knows? But it was weird. Like, you know, it, it was kind of cool, but kind of weird at the same time. It's like, this is, take it in now because this is the only time you will ever be in the room from this day forward with another chick having your dick in your hands. But anyways, I don't know how I got onto that. Uh, my doctor's white. She's a white chick. Anyways, um, but let's go. Let's go on to some more shit. Um, I, I, I do want to give um, some credit. Or no, no. I want to discredit Elvis Presley. So Elvis was uh, recently attacked by the black community. And uh, we had one guy who's well-known in the black community as B.B. King. What, what? Shout out. One of the greatest blues guitarists ever. And um, anyways, his his idea of Elvis Presley was that, you know, he doesn't think that Elvis ripped off uh, black folks and stole their music and never. Uh, so hold on, hold on. I'm going way too fast here. Elvis Presley was fired upon because... He, uh, he, they accused him of stealing music from black artists and not giving them credit for it, which, you know, he had B.B. Uh, King came and cleared the air on that. And so what he was saying on that is, I don't think Elvis ripped them off. I think once something has been exposed, anyone can add or take from it if they like. He was just so great, so popular and so hot. And so anything that he played became a hit. So to me, they didn't make a mistake when they called him the king. Damn, that's fucking B.B. King. Bitch, take that back. Take that back. B.B. King, you are the king of blues, baby. Hey. Anyways, um, so everything about Elvis Presley, he was, this is like in 1956, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Elvis Presley, he's been known to be a... Um, a black guy. He had a black soul with a white face. You know, that's what Michael Ox said. Um, Elvis Presley even quoted him, uh, quoted saying, the Lord messed me, messed up on me in two ways. He didn't make me black and didn't make me a bass singer. So nobody can say that Elvis Presley is, I don't know, racist or, you know, a cheat. I would say salty people that believe that more... You know what I mean? I mean, look, there's not millions of dollars to just give to every single person, all right? Some people just stand out, others. You know, if you take the K-pop, you'll have this, like, nothing-ass nerd that nobody would ever, you know, look twice at. And he makes the music for these four chicks or, you know, like this, no, or seven guys, seven little, you know, early 20s, you know, Korean dudes that are singing these songs they're all singing somebody else's music but they're all making a fucking killing I mean BTS is my daughter's favorite my stepdaughter's favorite fucking band in the world I looked up the tickets to that shit in the nosebleeds one of my homegirls she told me that in the nosebleeds they had um, tickets in California for like either anywhere between 360 and $600. Bro, fuck no. Fuck no. I wouldn't even pay 360 I wouldn't pay $360 for a front row tool seat. That is 
ridiculous. And then imagine all the overpriced beers. You have beers that just, oh, fuck no. I, I can't do that. I can't do it. That's too much money for a concert. I, I'm I'm cool with dropping 200 But the other 100 has to go to parking or my Uber ride home or uh, and beer and drugs. I mean, come on. How are you not going to go and take... If, there, if I was going to take acid at any fucking show, it would be a Tool concert. If I was... Do y'all remember the five grand mushroom trip? Oh, man. Like I said psychedelics at a tool concert you won't be able to tell what's a tool like light prop or something it it just all blends together it's perfect for psychedelics it is a very it's like if people say um pink floyd you know uh, people do drugs at a pink floyd show or the grateful dead well no fucking shit it's designed to to intensify your trip so that's what this stuff does. And one thing I really loved about Tool, and I hate to really, you know, take it back to Tool, was that, like, Tool starts in a dark area. If you look at their very first, you know, EP and then their first studio album, Undertow, um, it's the, the lyrics are all about being, like, addicted to substance or, you know, just conflicted by religion. Just one dark area after the next and just sarcastically moving on to enlightenment so fear inoculum is completely different than undertow and so and so many compositions anyway i'm not trying to get into music all right um here I am stuck on fucking music. Elvis Presley was the... I would I would have loved to meet Elvis Presley. I even did a, ma- a tour of his mansion, I think. Uh, Elvis Presley was the shit. But you know what, man? We're not talking about fucking black folks right now. And that's what we need to be focusing on. God damn it. <laughs> no, man. Shout out to all my black folks out there that are... Uh, Especially the ones who think I'm racist. I love racial jokes. And if you don't, then you don't like Chris Rock. You don't like Dave Chappelle. You don't. And you know, it's funny. Dave Chappelle even had. Dave Chappelle, like, he claims that, like, all these other people are the, the, what do you call it? The TV, like Comedy Central and all that. They, they forced him to make fun of black people and stuff in order to get those millions of dollars. But you still got that check. You still spent that money. You knew what you were doing, Dave Chappelle. If they said, Anthony, I need you to come and make fun of Mexicans. Or, you know, half white, half Mexican breed people. And we're going to give you $60 million. Boy, you ain't got to, I don't even have to finish. The ink doesn't even have to dry on the on the contract before I'm already talking shit. And y'all know that. Damn, I did not mean. Why does my fridge do that? Right under my fucking microphone, I have this fridge, or at least by my feet. I keep all my beers and shit in it. Why does it make that little noise? Not even going to flex, man. A lot of y'all need to be like Rosa Parks. And and I'm not talking about, you know, trying to cash in on it. No, bro, Rosa Parks, she was like... When in a society where everybody says, "Hey, this is normal," I guess we're just gonna keep rolling with it. She was like, "Fuck no, 
You're telling me that I can't sit wherever I want, but these other people that are not the same color as me can sit wherever the fuck they want? Bitch, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. She stood up, man. A real shout out to Rosa fucking Parks, man. She really, she stood up for herself. And even though she was jailed, she took the consequences. She did what it had to, you know. I'm not saying it's the same thing as the Capitol Hill. You know, those people stood up for what they believe in. And they were jailed. And so many people are like, good, they belong there. Well, how many people were like, good, Rosa Parks belongs in jail. Should have just followed the rules. (laughs) <laughs> I might have just touched something on there and not even know that I just, oh, let's just stop there. I'm not trying to lose any money off of this. Anyways, uh, shit, man, Rosa Parks. Uh, I admire that. I'm I'm also one of those people that break away from the traditional, break away from what people are so comfortable with. And, you know, imagine how many, like, imagine being a black guy at the back of a bus And you see this black woman refuse to sit in the back. Refuse. I mean, wouldn't you? You know, so many people would just sit there and watch her get arrested and then take to social media or take to the news and all that and be like, yeah, I was there. We ain't going to take this shit. Bitch, shut the fuck down. You were quiet as a fucking bug. Quiet as a worm back there while she held it down and I have a lot of those where I start standing up for people and everybody gets quiet and I was like where the fuck we all y'all are supposed to be behind me on this you know and it's, that's just the difference be- between being a real ass dude to being a real one compared to I don't know like I don't want to say this too loud because these walls are sometimes thin but <laughs> uh we have uh some of my wife's aunt and uncles, they, they'll come over. But there was a time where they were coming over like every fucking day. I mean, every day. And here I was trying to show love to my family and my in-laws to, uh, I wanted to like cook out. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to get some ribs. I'm going to get some meat. And uh, I got just enough for all of us to get full off of. So we can all eat and have generous portions of meat and marinated meat. That's how we do it in Mexican. You know, the Mexican households, we get uh, fajita meat, which is just beef skirt. For those that don't know what Mexican slang or terms, and uh, tablitas. So tablitas or tablitas, those are basically uh, beef ribs, but instead of cutting them, it's like going straight down the bone. There's meat in between the bone of, uh, I think, the prime rib or something like that, or the rib. You just like literally cut it down the opposite way. So you have these like oval shaped bones and surrounded by ligaments and meat. They're fucking delicious. I used to think like, why would you want that with such little meat? No, they're fucking delicious. And if you go and if you're white and you go to a, like a Mexican food market and you take you a Mexican with you so they can order in Spanish, then you won't get the shitty ones. I've had that where you... um Anyways, I'm I'm not trying to talk about that shit right now. But um yeah, sometimes white people don't get the best cuts of meat at the market just because people are shitty ass people. But anyways, that's why I look at them and I'm like, mm, 
you don't got no more with the more meat. And they like huffing and puffing like, oh, how dare you just not take the shit pieces? Because, bitch, I'm paying for them. Top fucking dollar for seven to eight ninety nine a fucking pound, bitch. Suck my dick. That's why you work there. You ain't eating them. Damn. Let me calm down. Damn, I take that shit serious, though. Like, I be the, I, in front of everybody else, man, I can be the most, like, racially equal person. Just the chillest dude ever. But I get hit with the most racial shit. And that's where a lot of my jokes come from. But anyways, so these people, uh, so the, the in, her, I'm sorry, the, her aunt and uncle, they would always come over and they would bring like family with them. So if that case, I only bought just a little bit for uh, for us, which would then be stretched even thinner for just a couple of pieces each. And I was fucking livid because I'm like, yo, I'm doing this as a, Thank you for being in my wonderful family. I love you guys. And then just to turn around and have like these people come over and just like, yo, I wasn't talking about you guys, you know, but shit, man. And it'd be different if they were to contribute to, but they don't. I'm all, that's all I'm going to say about that. I am not trying to get, I know my wife will listen to some of this shit. Every once in a while, she'll skim through these tracks and man, she has busted my fucking balls over some shit that I had said. So today's gonna be another one. All right. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, if y'all don't know about fajitas and tablitas, uh, any kind of marinated meat, I say go for it. Uh, just know how to cook it, because fajita meat and and the tablita tablitas they're not really supposed to be on the fire. Those are best cooked on indirect heat. But hey, man, we're not sitting here talking about fucking meat. Let's get back into this black history, man. Um, so Rosa Parks, guys, man, that's, she's a real one. And we need more people like Rosa Parks that are down to stand up for what they believe in. And even if you see everyone around you like, y'all don't believe in this? Well, I believe in this and I'm going to stand for it. Hell yeah. And I believe that women have a stronger you know well no 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 because everything will go viral these days everyone goes viral you know it, it's like if somebody records it it's on the internet and now every and people are losing their jobs fucking cancel culture guys oh i think it's the stupidest thing ever where it's like, hey, I don't agree with what you s typed out on social media, so now I'm going to I'm going to try to contact your employer and make them fire you. Like that's so stupid. So let's keep it going, man. There's there's so many people to cover in just an hour, and I'm like forty fucking minutes into this shit. Um, I mean, of course we have you know the pioneers, man, Doctor Doctor Martin Luther King. And he spoke about equality all the time. Bro, if Dr. Martin, if Martin Luther King, if MLK was still here today, he would be fucking furious with what has happened. And, oh, man, I believe that I this is just me. You know, I'm a conspiracy nut. I believe that Martin Luther King was killed so that nobody else would stand up and try to properly guide our African-American people into the directions that we you know that he was guiding them into, but he would, um, you know, so that way that people will pay more money to the rappers that are talking about, you know, gangster shit and getting people hyped up to be gangsters and pistol toting. 
and uh and that's what happened you know now with these influential figures out of the way we have um we you know it makes way for the agenda and everybody fell for it everybody fell for it uh fuck man maya angelo james baldwin man muhammad ali come on man Bro, if there's anybody, you know, I know that there's a stereotype that all black people can whoop the shit out of black, or white folks. But look, you take Mike Tyson and and, uh, and and Muhammad Ali, I would love to see a Tyson and Ali fight. That, oh, man. Today, they, I don't know. Oh, man, Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, these are people worth uh, educating yourself about. Um. Fuck, man. I mean, it, and then the inventions are fucking amazing. Like, you have to really have a light bulb back in those days. Really just flick on in your head. And you have to write that shit down ASAP. And I'm so glad they did. We got, you know, fucking good shit out of, uh, uh, we had a lot of good shit out of our black inventors. Now, I, I understand that no single African American in history is as famous as Martin Luther King Jr., but can we not, you know, let's shine some light on Jackie Robinson. Y'all know these motherfuckers, that dude can hit a ball hard than a bitch, man. And uh, I hate, I think they put like a black cat or or a black rabbit or some kind of animal on the, uh, on the playing field and uh, it, as like a, a racial thing. I was like, bitch. You know what? He should have kept that. He should have kept it at his own as his own pet, as a big fuck you to those racist ass people. You know. Uh, so Junior, I don't. I sorry if I fucked this up. So Junior, so Junior Truth, bro. If you got truth in your fucking last name, let me riff on this for a minute, man. If you got truth in your last name, you're going places. You're going places. Uh, let's go on her accomplishments, man. She's a former slave. Yes, this is a black woman. Uh, hey, you know what? She looks like my grand. You know what? No, no, no. Now you're going to start. She was a... So she became an outspoken advocate for abolition, temperance, civil uh, civil and women's rights. And that's in the 19th century. Um, her Civil War work had earned her an invitation to meet President Abraham Lincoln in 1864, dude. So... You know, she uh, she has a speech on racial inequalities called Ain't I a Woman? Y'all want to hear it? Well, I don't think uh, it, it, it changes on different articles. But at the end, she was like, you know, obliged to you for hearing me. And now, oh, Sojourner, Sojourner, that's just how I'm going to pronounce it. Sojourner ain't got nothing more to say. Like, she might as well just got the microphone and just did the little mic drop. Boom, and just walk away like, hey, hell yeah. Um, what was another? Uh, Jackie Robinson, man, good player too. I think there was a baseball player that was on acid at one point. This one's for you, baseball fans. His name is, uh, he's from the Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, pitcher Doc Ellis. He was uh, reportedly high on LSD during a no-hitter. So, and this is in 1970. Uh, Scipio Pinks, or Spinks, and Doc Ellis 
Uh, they were young major league pitchers. Uh, Spinks for the Astros and Ellis for the Pirates, and uh, uh, who had taken the era's free love and free drugs ethos to heart. So, you know, he was a fucking black hippie. Hell yeah. Uh, we were... How does it say? We we were the two guys everybody uh, everybody said wouldn't live to see 30. You know, um, <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, he gained notoriety for pitching a 1970 no-hitter under the influence of LSD. That should tell you everything. He goes, I pitched every game in the major leagues under the influence of drugs. He's, he once said of his 12-year, 12-fucking-year baseball career. What the fuck? Uh, he passed away in 2008, but he uh, he did say in an interview footage uh, that we tried every we did everything. I tried everything and partied all the time. We would try to see who uh, who could out amphetamine one another. Doc was a a little bit more intense than I was. He did things higher and harder than anyone else. Damn, that shit's fucking crazy, man. He said, according to him, speed pills were consumed by around 90% of major league players. Yo, that kind of makes me want to go watch like 1970s uh, fucking baseball games. Damn, that was back when that was back when everything wasn't so fixed. You know, it started with boxing being rigged. Then there's NBA, NFL. Look, guys, I don't see how you can stand behind a football team and watch them lose every fucking year and not ask questions like it's been over 20 years since like the Dallas Cowboys have taken a Super Bowl championship and so everybody's just for some reason you know so many people are falling off because it's it's a big money maker really it's about it's like a pump and dump on stocks you know you pump up your audience you pump them up and then dump them say all right they're ready for these, you know, playoff games. They're buying our merchants merchandise. Now that we got their money, fuck them. And and that's for real. That's that's really how they how they've been playing it. Um. So let's keep it going. Uh, he would say that the uh, the norm, normal dose was five milligrams of speed of uh, the amphetamines. He goes, I would take twenty. If he took ten milligrams, I would take twenty. If I took twenty. He would take 25. Doc was a little bit more intense. He did think, damn. So uh, Jeff Radis, 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 whatever, the film's director, he was. Uh, he noted that Ellis, you, Ellis's use of pills became a full-on addiction. It got to the point where uh, like he went to a game and wasn't pitching. He had to take greenies, a form of speed, just to be able to concentrate and sit on the bench. Damn. There seemed to be no limit to Ellis's drug use. And uh, by 1970, he had clearly experimented with LSD. And uh, he had this room that he called the dungeon. He had a black light and he would take uh, LSD and he would listen to Jimi Hendrix. And that was one of his little rituals. I, I feel you. I feel you. I used to smoke weed and listen to uh, Jimi Hendrix all the fucking time. Uh even the the Jimi Hendrix experience and um, most importantly the live, uh, especially the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, I I would, anyways. <laughs> um, according to Ellis, let's see. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So as wild as Ellis was, you know, 
not very many people could have predicted what he'd pull off on June 12th, 1970. Hey, I was born in September 12th. Baby boys. Uh, in a game against uh, the Padres, San Diego Padres. So, according to Ellis, he flew into San Diego on June 11th, one day before his next pitching assignment. He took LSD, then went to a friend's house in L.A. He partied, fell asleep, and took more LSD when he woke up. He was on such a bender that he lost track of time, and he was partying for like 24, 36 hours straight. God damn. This motherfucker knew how to hang. Now, when he woke up, he thought it was uh, a day off, but he had already gone through 24 hours. Damn. I know what that's like. That's why I don't fuck with cocaine anymore. Um, Ellis rushed to San Diego for the game. He pitched wildly through all nine uh, innings, walking eight and hitting a batter, but managed to pitch a no-hitter in a 2-0 victory after the game. Someone asked if he saw the game's final play. He responded, did I see it? You should have seen it the way I saw it. <laughs> oh, but of course, he didn't go public about what condition he was in at the time. So no one who saw the game knew what they had just witnessed. He was like, uh, he said to his teammates that, I mean, he, he said that his teammates knew he was high, but not, they didn't know what drug he was on. So... None of his teammates really knew what acid was. You know, this was in the 70s where it's just now taking off. And, like, it's like DMT. You got to know psychedelics to know psychedelics. And uh, they thought it was just him being old crazy doc, or you know. And um, he said, like, two weeks later, Ellis told him about the LSD and that he'd been uh, unable to see which players he was facing, making out only whether they had been left or right-handed. Damn! He's like, I didn't know if I was facing Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, or Mickey Mantle. <laughs> I was just out there throwing a baseball and having a great time. Hey, that's what it's all about, man. It's all about having a great time. You notice that? Anyways. So, yeah, man, this dude, you know, I mean, it goes on and on. Like, he didn't know what. I mean, he was out of his fucking mind, but he knew he was pitching. And imagine that. You can make history while you're high on acid. That just... Mm, that that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know if it, I don't know about you guys, but that's fucking dope. Shout out to uh, shout out to you, man. Ellis is the shit. What do y'all think about Doc Ellis? I mean, if you look at him, he looks like a mix between um. On this page, he his face looks like a mix between Ice Cube. And uh, who's that comedian? Richard Pryor. Boy. Boy, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was another uh, another fucking string. He's a comedian, of course, everybody. If you don't know who Richard Pryor is, get ready to dip your toes into some fucking black comedy, guys. A lot of my favorite comedians are black. Now, there's a, my few favorites are, like, my top comedians are, are you know, they're... I think they're mixed, like white and Hispanic and shit like that, Puerto Rican. But very close right next to him was uh, Cat Williams. Cat Williams fell off for a while. And then he came back with this new, uh, he was making jokes about him getting old. And, you know, like what life is as a growing adult while your children are young as fuck 
with the the hottest new things and everybody made fun of their grandmas back in the day but now it's coming around full circle and the grandparents are like ah ha ha yeah bitch you don't know how to fucking use a computer or you know what i mean and anyways uh but anyways yeah richard pryor guys i'm i'm fucking up here where's that monster hold on uh, i understand that some of you might be like, yo, you know, you were talking about black history, yada, yada, yada. Well, Richard Pryor is black history. Are you fucking, are you kidding me right now? Is, is Richard Pryor not, is he not black history or what? Anyways, um, so let's talk about Richard Franklin, Lennox Thomas Pryor. <laughs> So this motherfucker was born December 1st, 1940. And uh, he died in December t on December 10th, 2005. Um, he was an American stand-up comedian. He was an actor and a writer. He, uh, I mean, this guy, you know, I'm going to just say this. He reached a broad audience with his odd trenchant and uh, observations and storytelling uh, style. He is widely regarded as one of the greatest and most influential stand-up comedians of all time. So why am I talking about Richard Pryor, a comedian? Um, comedy is because it's comedy, dude. Uh, comedy saved my life. I, 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 there are so many comedians that I can watch to this day, and I don't laugh. I simply don't laugh, but I end up saying like, uh, that was kind of enjoyable. And imagine being in the darkest time where you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. Like, I think this might be just my last day on earth. Might as well watch a little bit of comedy, you know, as a sarcastic way of going out. And just, you just watch comedians, you know, stand up after stand up after stand up. And now the day's over. And you're like, you know what? Comedy really saved my life. Like, what the fuck? Comedy severely saved me. So anyways, we're going into Richard Pryor. And I watched a lot of his good shit, too. Um, so, yeah, he's one of the greatest. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Da -da 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 -da. Political satire, uh, observational comedy, black comedy, improv, uh, improv uh, character comedy, insult comedy. That stuff was fucking great. Some of his... Uh, his favorite, the best subjects that he would, uh, or I guess the most famous subjects that he would touch on would be like racism, racism, race uh, relations, American politics, African American culture, human sexuality, religion, self deprecation, and of course the recreational drug use. I mean, infamous. I don't know about you guys, but I love Richard Pryor. And I can tell you straight up, live on Sunset Strip back in, uh, I think it was 82, 81, 82. Those are, those are phenomenal. I mean, in 71, you know, live and smoking. Or, uh, well, one of these I can't say because I'll get dropped by everyone. But it's in 1974. He's got, that's crazy. That ends crazy. You know, I'm not going to say that because, uh, because that it's, it's made in, it's, it's written in a, in a, in a rude way. You didn't have to say that. But anyways, he collabed on many, uh, projects with Gene Wilder, Paul Mooney, 
And uh, there's a lot of drama with him and Paul Mooney, but we won't get into that. I will say that he loves his cocaine. I mean, uh, let me see. One of the funniest things, he says uh, in in September of 1967, he uh, Pryor had what he described in his autobiography as an epiphany. He walked onto the stage at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas with uh, Dean Martin in the audience. No shit, Dean Martin. And uh, he looked at the sold-out crowd, exclaimed over the microphone, what the fuck am I doing here? And walked off stage. Afterwards, Pryor began working profanity into his act, including the N-word. And uh, his first comedy recording, the, uh, I think it was the 1968 debut release, right? Um, that was on Dove and Reprise label. It captures this particular period, tracking the evolution of his routine. And around this time, his parents died. So just imagine you're you're fucking with drugs. You you know you're starting to become somebody, and then your fucking parents die. Uh, one year after each other, I think his his mother died in '67, and his father dies in '68. So at this point, there's no. He, Fuck it. Let loose. Mom and dad are gone. Let's go. So <coughs> one year later in 69, he moves to Cali and he immersed himself in the counterculture. Rubbed elbows with the likes of Huey P. Newton and Ashmael Reed. Anyways, so just th- just know that the, the uh, how do I say it? The fuse was lit. When his parents, I would say after his father, one year later in 68, his father dies. And now, oh shit. It's like, if somebody just killed your wife, your kids, and your parents, like, you know what I'm saying? You become that monster that people only see in the movies. Where it's like, I'm going to die wiping you motherfuckers out. At least that's how I would. I would go down like that. that that'd be the best and most honorable way to go. But anyways. Ah, damn. I hate it when it gets cold. Because I'm like so close to a window. So the cold is like on my right side. And then the heat is on the left. <laughs> what the fuck? Ooh, maybe if I just rotate a little bit there. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, guys, if you don't know anything about Richard Pryor, just understand that Richard Pryor is not going to be, um, I mean, this guy loves free base. You know, he would binge, he would, uh, he, he, I remember he doused himself in rum and set himself on fire. I mean, this guy is crazy, you know, he, uh, I don't know. All I'm going to say is that. He's the kind of dude, Richard Pryor was the kind of dude that I I like to be, but they don't want that no more. Like, honestly, and I hate to say it, you guys don't want that anymore. You know, this outrageousness, they're all gone. You know, uh, Kevin Hart is your idea of comedy. And I, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Hart. I, I think that somebody was, you know... Somebody got lucky, made it in a few movies, and just because you're funny in the movies doesn't mean that your whole stand-up routine is good. But, hey, man, you know, they want to pick who they're going to pick. And if I had to pick anybody to blow up, 
like Kevin Hart. Um, I thought Dave Chappelle was on its way there, on his way there, which I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, there's a lot of um, I don't know. There's a lot of B-list com uh comedians that belong in that same spot, like uh Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer, I love him, but would I say that you know? I don't know, man. Just comedy. You gotta be. You gotta keep your audience laughing. And if I'm not laughing, like I don't know. I just I can't really get into it. Like I guess a lot of people in the audience of these comedy shows, they'll just start laughing, and then the next the people next to them just start laughing with them, just so they don't feel like stupid or something. And so you have all these fake laughs and. I guess that drives the egos of these shitty-ass comedians. But <laughs> I couldn't do that. Um, if if you ever look into the life of a comedian and how many years on the road it takes being broke, piss-poor broke, living like shit to hopefully make it, no. It's like a, being a rock star. You know, you just you play, you make your music, you start touring, or you get wherever you can get. I remember Ozzy Osbourne once told me a gig, or he didn't tell me, but he told the camera, a gig is a gig, regardless. And he goes, it, regardless of where you're playing, you could be playing at a funeral. And if somebody happens to be on that funeral that has connections, that could be your big break. So why wouldn't you just treat it like that? A gig is a gig. Absolutely. I always told myself that, uh, and my wife, and she hates when I say this, but I always told her that if it ever came down to being a rock star, I would destroy my body for rock and roll. It just, it's what I wanted to do as a teenager, and it's still to this day something that I wouldn't mind. I mean, I'm already getting old, you know. Once you start in your early 30s, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to start seeing the top of the hill. <laughs> At least that's what it feels like, right? Everything fucking hurts. My feet hurt. My back hurts. Oh, uh, man. That's why we make pain pills. No, I'm playing. They're taking those away from us. <laughs> Anyways, I'm pretty sure like 90% of you are not even listening by now. If, you, if you've made it an hour into this, then what's up, guys? Let's just happy Black History Month to everybody. Um, I just wanted to make a, a dedication to all... The people who made history in the black community. Um, Kobe Bryant. I know that there would be no way that I can do this without Kobe Bryant. And if, if for those day ones out there, y'all know that I talked shit on the whole Kobe Bryant uh, death. Because so many people were riding, riding dick. It's really what they were doing. They're riding a dead man's dick. Because they're like... Hey, if I post this about Kobe Bryant, it'll get sympathy and I'll get attention and it'll feed my fucking endorphins in my brain or some shit. And I'll get satisfaction, validation from people. You know, because if you put like a picture and you get like a bunch of likes on it, it, it boosts their ego. Now, ladies, I'm, I understand you got 90% dudes liking your shit, but that's just because they want to fuck. I mean, what did you do? How would how would you, as a guy, try to smash a chick? Would you just not like it? Just put in the comments, I wanted to like your picture, but I'm trying to fuck. That's not how it goes. <laughs> That's not how it goes. 
anyways, um, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, there's there's so many more people that just don't have an hour. Like, uh, I wish I could tell you guys why, but I'd have to be unsponsored just to tell you why I have to keep it to an hour. But regardless, uh, it's fun, man. I'm glad you guys are keeping up with me. Um, some of you, the numbers have begun to rise. I looked at it, and I know I shouldn't, but I looked at the fucking numbers before I started doing this just so I can remember what episode I'm on. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I got like a hundred of you back, so good deal. Either that or I got a hundred new people. But anyways, um, I try to, I, I don't know, man, I, I, I listen to the, all these other podcasts out there and they're just so fucking lame. Like, you'll hear someone just like, and at the start of the selection, somebody da 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 like, bitch, are you putting people to sleep? are you trying to like connect with your fucking audience? Come on, man. Crack open a fucking beer. Let's talk like men or ladies. I know there's a lot of ladies that are more men than men out there. Ladies, let's go. Let's go. Speaking of ladies, man, there's this one chick at my job. Um, she, uh, I, I can automatically tell you that she identifies as a man or, she is, she's not straight, not saying that that's anything to crit, crit, criticize on or whatnot, but I will say this, it took me by surprise, so in the men's restroom, you know, you normally have like, we have a small one, so there's one urinal and one toilet, so I stepped on to the, uh, stepped up to the urinal, I hope I'm not getting sick again, fuck no, what's wrong with my nose? Anyways, so I, I step up to the urinal, and I start pissing, right? And I see the door open, so I'm wondering, like, oh, hey, what's up? Who's coming in? There's only one other spot, and that's the, the toilet. And that chick comes in, and she, like, you know, like, you know how they do your head up? Like, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, what's up? And then she was just like, she closes the door, and she goes, you know, a lot of people get a little, they get shocked or they're surprised whenever I come into the men's restroom. Me personally, I really didn't give a fuck. I mean, you're on the toilet. Now, if you're at the urinal trying to like pee like a dude, I would I would maybe wonder if you're taking it too far in gender equality here. But, but, um, uh, what I will say is, I don't care. Like, do you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go into the women's restroom just to to make a stance on nothing. If you want to come into the dude's restroom, come into the dude's restroom. I mean, what are you in there to do? What are you really in there doing? To shit and piss like you would in any other place. I've gone into the women's restroom before. Like, if there's, if it's locked in the men's restroom and I just, I have to take a shit. Like, there is no getting around it. I got to take a fucking shit. Sorry for those that might be eating listening to this. I'll go into the women's restroom. I don't give a fuck. People will just be like, um, you're not supposed to be in here. It goes, well, yeah, I got to take a fucking shit. So I'm either going to shit in that sink right next to you or I'm going to go in here and take a dump and be quiet. And then all of a sudden they just like, oh, well, I mean, I guess that's that makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> fucking idiots. Anyways. Um, what's going down? What's going down? Uh, I got offered a spot on a, uh, on another podcast and I wanted to turn it down. I want to turn it down because it's, 
it's not anything I really stand for. This is for like, all right. So I listened to a couple of episodes and they were like 30, 45 minutes piece. And the interviews were very mockingly or mocking towards uh, psychedelics and mental health. And so I, I don't believe that you should be mocking psychedelics or mental health. I mean, that just shit is, you know, is that something to make fun of? Just somebody's not one, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. You know, some of the shit that we grew up as children thinking like, okay, we can do this now. We can cut up like this because we're children. But when we're adults, we, you know, we're not going to be able to do that. That just, no, we still have it as adults. Um, like I, I see some racist, some racial racist older guys that I work with, and I'm not gonna drop any names because I don't even know the dude's name. That's how that's how much I don't like that person. I just never bothered to know their name. And you know, we're watching this uh this prison. It's like a like love after prison or love after lockup or some shit where the dude's coming out of prison, getting a job or whatnot, and you know, there's drama. It's a reality TV show. And the dude's just sitting there when it when it cuts over to the black guy, he's just starts shaking his head and he's like, "Nope, oh, you're about to end up in prison." And nobody looks at him and says like, "Yo, why are you like that?" I just start laughing because I'm like, "Dude, you're gonna get fucking fired, bro. You, you <laughs> you're gonna get fucking fired, bro. Like, you know what I mean?" And he's not even joking around. Like for me, I'd say I would make a joke and I'd smile and be like, "Yeah, I'm just fucking kidding. I'm cutting up." But these dudes are really sincere. And the same thing, the opposite way, you know, they're I, I think the older people were in they were alive in a in a time where like imagine Trump had like sixteen year presidency. Because it seems like ever since Trump was uh elected, all these people got very comfortable with prejudice and shit. I don't know. Especially towards Mexicans. I don't like that at all. Only because Mexicans work their fucking asses off. And how do I know that? Because one of them outworked me. And, I mean, this dude worked like he ain't going to eat tonight unless he gets this job. And I was like, yo, I wish I had that kind of endurance and shit. Anyways, anyways, I'm, I'm fucking off. I'm just bullshitting at the end of this episode um, just because... I really don't give a fuck, and 90% of you aren't even going to listen to this long or this far. So what's up with Red Dead Redemption, guys? Do you, have y'all played Red Dead Redemption 2? There's a lot of shit that I like about that game. You know, it takes you to another world that was just so long ago. And it's funny, it's cool to see how things have progressed back then. You have people smoking indoors, drinking out, you know, whatever, being drunk on the street. Um, Bounties instead of like, you know, you have bounty hunters so people can go and bring you in dead or alive. You know, you get money for it. Like shit costs like 20 cents or a dollar. It's wild. One thing that really stood out to me is whenever your your characters are talking and their teeth, you know, they didn't have dentists. Or uh, I don't think they had like toothbrushes and oral care. So they their teeth were buttery yellow and rotten. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's crazy because you have the alcohol, whiskey, beer, tobacco. 
all going into these bodies because they didn't realize that tobacco was as poisonous as it is. It was a major cash crop, but uh, I love it. I love the Wild West. Like I hated it at first. I never used to like you know Western movies other than Tombstone, and ever since I got into uh, Red Dead Two, I haven't even played the first one, which I'm going to soon. But I don't know, man. It's just it's something worth checking out if you guys like gta it's made by rockstar what what so once again everybody uh happy black history month i don't know if that's a holiday or some shit uh just remember guys if you're hearing this now don't go out there shitting on other races just because it's socially accepted you know you can you can call white people crackers uh and and nobody gives a fuck but the white dudes can't say the same thing. I mean, if that's what you're going to go and do and that's your objective is to shit on, on a race for something that is non-existent anymore, then, you know, that shows your character. That shows that you are just as racist as the people that you speak against. And what else? Um, I mean, just look at this, man. Try to be grateful for what you got. You have... Black History Month. However, what do Mexicans have? Cinco de Mayo, right? One day. We have one day. That's it. Cinco de Mayo, one day. And what does everybody do? Do we talk about and honor all of those that have, all those Mexican and Hispanic people that have done such great things? No, no. All we do is party and get fucking drunk. So, I'm surprised nobody shits on that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if this isn't accepted, it's probably going to get cut. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's accepted. I don't know. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. If I've been steering away from racial slurs and all that, so everything should be good. I should be following the rules, and uh, that's that's what happens when you have sponsorships. Is you have to follow the fucking rules. And, um, you know how many, you know who, uh, I lost, um, not Blue Chew, Manscaped. I lost Manscaped, man, because, um, I, I did one ad with Manscaped and it got ripped because I, I cussed in it. I was like, what do you mean? They said in the first 10 seconds of the, of, and this is a lot of people, once you get a sponsor and you start doing your ad, you're supposed to go for like the first like two minutes without cussing and then you can cuss as if that makes any fucking sense but anyways uh, i learned the hard way and i lost some people so whatevs um what's going down man this this week it's crazy but every week is fucking crazy who knows you just never know what's gonna pop up in the fucking news what about the super bowl everybody are y'all talking about the super bowl right now Look, if you didn't know that the Super Bowl and everything else was was fucking rigged, then surprise, bitch. It's been like that. I mean, look at boxing, all of this stuff. It's they've been throwing games and throwing fights and for for years. And nobody says anything because everybody gets a cut, you know? If you look the other way, you get a cut. It's like like police departments and drug and drug cartels. 
dude, if I'm in Mexico and this dude was like, or you know what I'm saying? If I'm in California and you got these major cocaine shipments coming in and I'm a cop making like 35000 a year, thirty grand, that's it per year, then come on, man. You know, that's like 15 bucks an hour. And then you have this cartel where it's like, hey, man, what do you make, 15 bucks an hour? How would you like to make $150 an hour? So we're going to give you all of this right here, which should compensate the rest of your year. And uh, we're going to... We're just going to, you're going to turn your head that way and we're going to walk right past you. But, be like, man, I'm making more than my police chief? Fuck yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'd be the most crooked cop in the fucking world. It's been known. If I, if I pull somebody over and they're just like, I'm like, wow, it smells like strong cocaine. You smoking Freebase in here or something? And he's just all like, no, nah, man, I've just been smoking the coke. But. Here's you a little something, something if you just walk away. I'm like, bro, if you can put another gram in that bitch, this would have never happened. You will already be home. He's all like, well, matter of fact, I'm going to throw you two, three more grams in there. Boy, let me get your number. <laughs> I mean, I don't fuck with this shit like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, ugh, corruption. I love corruption. You know why? Because everybody, every everyone turns a blind eye to corruption. And unless it unless it uh, it involves, I don't know, if one person says, hey, everybody, let's get, you know, it's like, let's start being mad at, at French fries. So the entire, and they put it on social media. Now everybody's all like, yeah, anti-French fries. Fuck the French and their fries. Why do they have to be called French fries? Why can't they be American fries? Or, you know. It the internet will bitch about anything, and then all of a sudden McDonald's gets canceled. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Oh man, I, I don't give a fuck. I I think that there's more money to be made with uh, after being canceled than being prime time or you know spotlight whatever. But I mean, you might not be hitting millions, but you'll be hitting you know six figures so nothing wrong with that right anyways um guys i didn't watch the football um i mean first off i don't give a shit about the kansas city chiefs or the other i don't even know who the fuck they were playing but i don't uh pirates or i don't know i'm just wondering like how those teams made it to the super bowl but hey man the eagles you know, all these people that are Philadelphia Eagles fans, like my Uncle Mark is, um, you know, the, you got one Super Bowl. And then you guys were, like, prancing around that were like, yeah, man, see, that's what's happening. Y'all didn't believe in us. And we were all like, you won't have it next year. Next season, you're not going to win again. And they're like, yes, we are. Yes, we Oh, Yeah, welcome to the Dallas Cowboys, bitch. <laughs> oh man Dallas Honestly man I have people that I work with That keep up with football Dallas Cowboys went south For the winter And uh, Same thing man I can't talk shit My favorite basketball team Was the Spurs And they just Pretty much disbanded You know They have no I don't know 
we had one Kawhi Leonard back in the day who was carrying the whole team. And then after he left, I just left. I was like, no, I would have loved like James Harden and Kawhi Leonard to work together on the same team uh, with Ginobili. That would have been fucking phenomenal. But you know what they say, man, money talks and bullshit walks or players walk or something like that. But anyways, um, what else, man? Try the Red Dead Redemption 2. Be kind to each other. Just remember, we're all in this life together, you know. Um, there's always going to be somebody else not, you know, somebody else on the team that's not pulling their weight. There's always going to be that. But if you let that bother you instead of accept it now and move forward, your life's going to be shitty. Just remember, you got this, right? You fucking got this. Anyways, I've drugged this on for long, long enough. Um, I wish you guys nothing but peace. I love Black History Month. And in in, in observance to Black History Month, I think I'm going to go get me a, a four-piece chicken pl- uh, platter from... You know what? No. Fuck KFC. I'm going to go to a black-owned business. And I'm going to eat some soul motherfucking food. Okay? Um... You know what, though? I love Cajun food. Cajun is pretty black, right? I love Cajun food. Just whoever thought of these seasonings just to whip this shit together. What if, like, let's just say Mama Bo back in the day, you know, she had all these spices and they just dropped. And she's like, oh, fuck, my spices. You know, whip them up real quick. Five second rule. And now they're all blended together. And they're like, well, fuck it. I was going to put them in there anyway. So just, you know, throw it on the food. Cook the food. The food will cook all the germs out anyway. And then all of a sudden you're like, yo, this is some good-ass chicken. Or this is some good-ass fish. Bro, if you ever tried fried catfish from a black-owned business, you you won't ever go anywhere else. I'll tell you that much. It's fucking good. Fuck Lon John Silver's in the fucking ass. It's all about catfish platters, okay? Cat And none of that doo-doo-ass craft brand uh, tartar sauce. Some of these places make their own fucking tartar sauce. And it's so fucking good. Anyways, man. Um, but, uh, well, I think that's going to be it, guys. Um, I've been on here for an hour and 20 minutes. And, uh, yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, oh, good news to everybody who's made it this far in the podcast. Um, I'll be having more episodes coming out soon because, uh, what am I going to say? Um, I think one episode I'm probably going to microdose mushrooms and, uh, we'll do a whole episode on, on shrooms. Here's my problem with mushrooms, man. If I take like five grams or something, I start like tripping and I have this fucking continental war like the crusades are going on in my fucking brain and i can't just flow with like shit you know i i can't like unless i was on video doing some shit i don't know um so it's hard i might have to just microdose a mushroom which takes away anxiety and depression by the way um uh also thinking about uh doing like cooking some food 
I was thinking, you know, I want to try do a trial. A lot of podcasters will take this shit into the kitchen, and uh, and then they we just start start recording. You know, set up your microphones and where you're gonna be cooking at, and just let that shit rip. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, my kitchen is well, it's more my wife's kitchen. It's kind of cramped. Um, just the way that it's built. So I might just save it for grilling. I don't know if you guys would be down to hang out with me. When me and my brother-in-law grill out, we sit out there sm- drinking and and bullshitting and just listening to music. And we just party, like kick back, talk about shit, and enjoy life for a little bit. Plus, we get the first pickings. So we get to like, you know how you, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you're over there grilling, if you're in charge of grilling all the food, then, you know, when you get those little straggling pieces of meat, yeah, that's our tasters. We eat those. Or we eat a couple of pieces for us before we take all the shit in. That's just, that's that's law, okay? Um. Anyways, I think everybody listening to this should go and get you some, some African-American favorite food dishes and celebrate Black History Month because that's what I'm going to do. I'm really... Uh, I'm really tired. I'm torn between fried chicken and catfish at this point, at this point. And, uh, you know what, whichever one I can find first, I'm going to go get. So shout out, uh, shout out to the entire black history month. Shout out to every black person out there that isn't racist and doesn't shit on all the white people, people that actually have a soul. Okay. Speaking of soul, isn't that a black movie? Right. I still haven't had time to watch that. But I hear that's cool. It's all soul. And I was like, man, why'd they have to put the black dude on soul? Right? Why'd they have to put it on soul? But I hear there's uh, really good messages in that in that movie. So I'm going to check that out. And I will, I will review that on this show as well. But hopefully sometime this month. Hey. Uh, I love you guys. Y'all take, y'all take care. I'm going to go eat some greasy ass food and drive my cholesterol through the fucking roof. Y'all do the same. If we all make it out alive, I will see you on the next one. Y'all have a good one. Peace.